All right, welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed it is. It is not Monday when you're listening to this, but it is Monday for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we just wrapped up KPSN, K-pop social night, um, our second year in attendance. That's what we did over the weekend. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's so fun. Um, what a what a great event! I mean, the amount of work that goes into it for the organizers and the volunteers. Like, we show up and have fun, um, you know. But it was just like really meaningful. I don't know. And I was watching some of their performances at the end and thinking like. How lucky that we get to be a part of this. I don't know. I was feeling very soft last night. How about you? Yeah, it's a super cool um, event. If you're not familiar with it, well, you should be because you've heard all the ads that we've included <laughs> into our podcast. But um, it's a podcast fest online um, featuring a ton of K-pop podcasters. They also had guest appearances from performers. Um k-pop bands and soloists uh yeah all in support of minority mental health so it's really cool to be a part of that um and get to you know meet longtime listeners of girls with fun or you know just hang out other podcasters and stuff yeah i don't know if they want to be named so i won't specifically say their name but you know who you are um one of our longtime listeners was saying like what an important part of you know, her journey that we've been and her experience. And I like, didn't even know what to say. I was so touched. I was literally speechless in the most actually literal sense, you know? Um, but thank you to everyone that joined and showed up. Like I always have this recurring fear that it's going to be like us in a room (laughs) just (laughs) sitting around. Um, so we had like pretty good turnout and people were participating and I just had so much fun and was so touched. So. Yes. I also won't say their name, but thank you for the kind words and to anyone else who has, you know, shared their thoughts um, with us about the podcast or, you know, how we may have helped you along on your army journey, things like that. It is really touching to hear, even though it is crazy to think that we've like (laughs) impacted your lives in any kind of way, (laughs) but (laughs) um, we are glad to be a small part of that. So I don't want to expose us too much, um, but we are like texting each other after that. Like, are we influencers? (laughs) Like in quotes. And we're like, we sure as heck do not feel like influencers. Exactly. (laughs) I want to gag at the thought of saying that word, like, oh, I'm an influencer. That's, that's just wild. Uh, but um, I guess we kind of are, huh? We're really just army friends and your army friends that happen to record these conversations. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Last thing I want to do is give off, like, stereotypical influencer vibes. <laughs> Buy my herbal tea. Link in the description. <laughs> that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) i will not sell you herbal teas (laughs) exactly skinny teas that aren't doing anything for you (laughs) don't buy those uh 
do we want to talk about anything going on or do we want to get like straight into the topic for the week? Um, up to you. Up to you. I was like frantically trying to get through the content <laughs> yet again, plot twist. So that's like where most of my focus was. Yeah, I guess the two things that come to my mind more was released since we've recorded this. I think it, oh, yeah. it was out last episode but we already had something lined up um but i really want us to do like a more comprehensive like overall jack-in-the-box chat next week since it is coming out this friday so if you're listening to this now it will be out tomorrow so get hyped um anyway i want us to do like a more like a full jack-in-the-box chat after the album is released so i think we could save that we've talked about more so much i just thought we had like talked about it (laughs) on the track i was like you were saying it and i was like hold on (laughs) exactly we definitely talked about it at kpsn yesterday um i feel like a few people well i definitely tweeted about it a few people were interacting so it feels like we have definitely talked about it and we talked about it amongst ourselves but next week catch that next week um also the bts vlogs are coming out these solo vlogs and tay had the first release i did not watch the full video uh, but i watched like 15 20 minutes of it not too long ago um I feel like it was everything that I saw on the timeline. So I'm having a question about the people that make content for the timeline. Do you guys just watch like the first 15 minutes or something and then like you make the gifts or and you make the clips and like, like, what, how do you do? Because <laughs> there's like no way. It's like you get on the internet. The video was literally just released. It's a 53 plus or something like that. It's around 50 minute video. How are there already clips of it on Twitter? Someone help me out. I'm not understanding. Do you just watch the first five minute, minutes and then you just get, get a clip? Like, are you watching the full thing? <laughs> like, cause why did I see everything that was on the timeline in the first 15 minutes? I'm asking the hard hitting question. <laughs> um, yeah, we're like the anti-influencers apparently because if we were influencers, <laughs> although I cannot judge because I'm always just like struggling to watch everything. <laughs> it's so much. Well, it's just like, I know some people like will not watch content just because they don't have time or whatever. So like, they'll just see whatever's on the timeline. So now I'm like, are we being kind of like misled into believing what content is like about? Because you're just taking clips from like literally the first five minutes, but there's like a whole 30, 40, 50 plus minutes left of content that you should also be like trying to capture. Now you don't have to capture everything, but like, give me a little sprinkle here and there throughout the whole video. (laughs) Like, I don't know, catch me up. What are we doing? it's like let me get the hit tweet let me just grab the first clip i can get so i can get a hit tweet like come on <laughs> do better <laughs> sorry i had to rant for a second <laughs> anyway so in the first 15 minutes Tay goes to the dentist <laughs> what yes he goes to the dentist okay wait wild part we were talking about mbti right and we were saying like just how spontaneous he was and i was like i cannot like i literally like i can't so he gets in the car (laughs) and he's like i don't know where i'm going automatically i'm like hives like what do you mean you don't know where you're going um 
then he's like actually we're going to the dentist so he calls the dentist and somehow the dentist just has time for him but i'm like of course yeah. the dentist has time for kim taehyung yeah exactly when you're kim taehyung you have time to fit him into your schedule like i'm just thinking like if i just called up my dentist right now and was like hey can you like fill me in, like squeeze me in today they would probably be like no like four to six weeks exactly like <laughs> You gotta make your appointments like six months in advance or some crap like that. Like I tried to change an appointment recently and they were like, Yeah, we don't have any more for like another month. <laughs> so I'm like, how did he finagle this? That is the ultimate flex. Forget like the trip to Paris for Celine. Forget, you know, the designer stuff. Exactly. The luxury cars. The big flex is having your dentist on speed dial and they can accommodate you. <laughs> exactly. He goes to the dentist. I thought he was just getting a regular cleanup from seeing the stuff on the timeline, but he thinks he like chipped his tooth on like eating some kind of ice cream. I just ha- I have a lot of questions, but I won't ask them. But anyway, <laughs> I guess he gets that fixed while he's at the dentist. Um, and then he gets in the car and he's like, "Yeah, I don't have any destination. I'm just driving." And again, my anxiety is like, mm-hmm, "Where are you going?" <laughs> like. For some reason, something about the thought of like sitting in a car and like I don't know where I'm going, <laughs> like stresses me out. Okay, but no, sitting in a car him. with Kim Taehyung and driving somewhere—that's like a cute road trip. This is the P versus the J right here. Like I'm like, yeah, whatever, wherever you want to go. Except like, maybe not the dentist. Like that does not need to be video content. I'm sure it was cute, but like, it was like a super quick clip they like barely showed him at the dentist um but i'm like yeah i love the road trip idea yes road tripping with v so cute but like where am i going (laughs) that's all (laughs) i don't care how we have to get there you want to take like you know the long route like you want to stop along the way cool (laughs) but like just let me know where i'm going let me know um what's the vibe what fit do you need snacks water exactly (laughs) exactly what if i show up in like a dress and heels and he's like yeah we're going rock climbing like i don't know like because it was just (laughs) it was like real spontaneous stuff he was doing in the car he was like biking sounds fun i'm like whoa (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) i need to be prepared like yeah 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 anyway that was funny i was thinking of the mbti episode while watching that but yeah i haven't finished that so i'm looking forward to finishing that and i don't know who's gonna be next but we're getting them for like the next few weeks so they did release some kind of schedule uh but were they in sequence like it listed what all the videos were yeah, I listed all the videos. It didn't say who was who, but I think ARMY mm. put together who was who. But did it have dates? I mean, I think it's, it said it was coming out every Saturday, so for the next six weeks. <laughs> but I don't know if it was, like, in order. I can't recall. I just have to laugh because, like, we can cut this if you don't want to go into, like, the logistics of the behind-the-scenes podcast, but you and I were having a conversation about, like, Hmm, is our like content idealist getting a little thin? Like what what topic should we do next? Blah blah blah. And then they're like, I mean, obviously Jack in the Box full album is coming, but then they're like, oh, and by the way, in the soup, Frankation is on Disney Plus. 
oh, and by the way, you're getting seven hour long vlogs. Oh, and by like, (laughs) so I'm like, (laughs) we were so worried. And for what? Like someone asked us, like, where do we get ideas at KPSN yesterday? And I'm like, literally just like, whatever. I mean, we do have a list of ideas, but like, there's no shortage of content. Exactly. Okay. So I found the picture. There's a drive vlog that was Tay. There's, I can't read these words, but clearly it's Hobie next, which makes sense because the album will be out the day right. before that. What's the activity? Um, I can't tell because I can't read Korean. I just see hashtag arson. So maybe it's just him like behind the scenes of arson. Committing arson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a translation for this. Maybe it's underneath the tweet. Let's see. Because why? Why am I a podcaster? <laughs> there definitely is, because I saw a translation. Exactly. I did not save it. And I cannot find it now. Anyway, so someone thinks the next one is Jimin, which I don't know what this is. It's like a hammer and like some kind of saw. I can't. Well, I saw people trolling Yoongi because he was like, no more woodworking. And they're like, the woodworking is definitely Yoongi. Well, so he's they're saying he's the last one and again cannot read korean but there's like wood at the bottom of his so i don't know what's the difference between jimin's like is he building something it says asmr is he building something and then yoongi's doing like wood carving i don't know um and then namjoon is following jimin and uh again cannot read korean but it looks like there's some museum stuff there so that was kind of (laughs) obvious Then there's the camping vlog, which I'm assuming is JK, along with this other person who made this because we saw him do camping on VLive. And then there's a cooking vlog, and it's they're assuming it's Jin, our master chef. And then there's <laughs> the last one, like I said, Shuga, and I'm assuming it's wood carving. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no confirmation of who's who, but. That's that. (laughs) I was fully not on Twitter this week. I had an army friend visiting, so we were trying to, like, hang out, and we usually watch Run BTS together. So we are making good progress on that, because I'm still, like, allegedly five years behind there. And then, you know, when we were brainstorming this episode we are like oh it won't be too much plot twist was more than anticipated <laughs> won't spoil it yet till you announce it um <laughs> and then whatever's going on on the timeline so i'm just like it's a million little good things but suddenly i'm under like a mountain like choose your greek allegory like what fictional character am i with like the rocks slowly piling up and i'm like getting crushed <laughs> exactly did we talk about the uh in the soup being released on here? I can't recall. I think we did, and we were like, we may allegedly find means to watch it. And Hive was like, no, none of that. <laughs> You're gonna stream it legally. So I saw. Is this real? Sorry, I just saw it. I'm like, is this real? I saw that in the soup was going to be released on Disney Plus, but people were saying it was only going to be released in select countries, and they were like, all in Asia. So I'm like, if that's the case, then that means 
we can't watch in the soup unless we have like some VPN or some other illegal matters where we <laughs> watch it. But I was just like, why is it not available on Disney Plus everywhere? Stop. VPNs are not illegal. Well, not VPNs. <laughs> But I mean, like VPNs or some other illegal <laughs> manner of watching. Um, I'm pretty sure people do illegal stuff with VPNs. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. This isn't about that, though. This episode's going to get flagged so quick. <laughs> but um, anyway, not encouraging you to do anything illegal on this podcast. Uh, I just saw a tweet and they said B- BTS announces two upcoming projects with Disney Plus, Permission to Dance on Stage, LA Concert Film, and then BTS Monuments Beyond the Star docuseries 2023. Is this mm-hmm. true? I wouldn't be surprised because they also announced the like World Expo Busan concert in October. So I know people were hoping that would be streamed. You know they're always filming something. so. I have questions about that. I was confused. I think I understand it now. So it's, they want it to be in Busan. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be in Busan, right? Like the World Expo itself. Oh, it's like a bid for Busan to be the host city? Yes. But they are still performing in October in an attempt to say, hey, this is why you should have it be in this is what's Busan. tasty in Busan. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is BTS. The mystery is finally solved. Exactly. They were like, other places don't have this. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not giving. <laughs> no flavor. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not about that either. <laughs> but anyway, exciting that we're going to see them uh, all together in October. So, hey. That's pretty cool. I saw a tweet today and I was like, this is cyberbullying. I hate it here. And it was like, half a million people will get a free BTS concert in Busan in October and you're not one of them. And I'm like, who says I'm not going to Busan in October? Like, I might be. (laughs) Is it free for real? I don't know. That was just a tweet I saw, unconfirmed. But it would make sense if it's like a public... True you know awareness raising type of thing or like paid for by like a tourism agency that it could be free well i saw people saying that the venue that they were going to hold it at it was like really small so i'm like how are they fitting that many people in the venue so now i'm just confused all around i mean let's not believe everything we read on twitter i just saw that and was like both of you to assume i won't try (laughs) no i mean yeah i mean i saw that too just there's a lot of information going on we have no like confirmation but (laughs) I, I just find all of it really interesting. But, uh. Well, yeah. if the tweet you just saw is true, I'll be very excited. Well, I hope it's available in the US. <laughs> that was the point I was trying to make. Like, dang. Suddenly, my <laughs> Disney Plus account is configured to the Philippines. No comment. Well, not be taking <laughs> questions at this time. <laughs> like, what is the point? I was so excited about getting to watch in the soup on disney plus because that means i don't have to pay weverse like i don't have to pay additional money to watch something on weverse but now like what is the point (laughs) i feel like i barely use my disney plus subscription it's kind of bad so this would also make it worth it on the flip side for me to be like yes i'm getting value from this thing (laughs) 
this is not that kind of podcast we just have way too many subscription services but that's a whole nother episode (laughs) yeah we're basically getting back to the cable model indirectly but yeah exactly so i will start that rant (laughs) speaking of cable i can't wait to comment on this anyway our (laughs) our uh episode for this week this is the listener voted episode from our coffee our ot7 and is it is it also the love yourself tier i think they get to vote if i'm correct yes it's the love yourself tier and the ot7 tier gets to vote for an episode that we do each month and this is the episode you voted for it bts on after school club so that's what we're talking about this week (laughs) just all of their appearances the many appearances of bts on after school now that we're here uh yeah so we're like what what should we do what should we make like our options for the month and we're like oh yeah after school club and then we saw one and i'm like they were on there like five times it won't be that bad fun fact they were on there 10 times and i was like well each episode's like 20 minutes right like this is fine each episode is an hour <laughs> it's 53 <laughs> minutes like the way it was just so wrong on so many levels so exactly. yeah <laughs> So, I've been binging Bangtan this week. Not a bad thing. But. If you are entirely new to BTS or you just have not made it to this content yet, um, there's a show in Korea titled After School Club. Um, artists go on to After School Club. And it's usually like newer groups. Um, they go on to After School Club. They chat with the hosts. Fans get to meet them vi- via video chat. Um, I don't know. Sometimes they do other little quirky things on the show as well and usually it ends with like their music video getting played um so it's a cool little show i'm trying to think is there like a u.s equivalent to this show i don't know but it is explicitly geared towards an international audience like the hosts are always fully bilingual um and they're usually (laughs) roughly doing like live translations at the bottom or putting captions not everything is getting captioned as i found out this week but um yeah it was so it was on are we wrong tv um and i'm pretty sure that's like a public broadcaster in korea Mm -hmm. um so i think this show was like designed with the explicit purpose of you know exporting k-pop artists to a global audience or reaching a global audience is like um like the main goal i guess like voice of america could be considered similar but that's like radio and that's more news i think yeah i guess i was trying to think like what's a show that's kind of like this and i was like is 106 and park similar to this but i was like i don't think it is because 106 and park was more like a music countdown show but i was just thinking of the element of like they would have artists come on and um like like fans were always there or whatever and like they could chat with them but i feel like this is very unique as you said because they it's like primarily for like international fans um the closest thing i could think of would be like any of the late night shows on american tv that are on like public non-cable channels and you have a live audience but it's not geared specifically for an international audience it's geared for like a general audience 
Yeah, I think that's what makes ASC special. Um, I put this show down, or I should say this topic down, on our list because ASC was like pivotal to my journey into becoming an army. I don't know how influential ASC is now, like amongst uh, the K-pop community, but um, I had the little app on my Samsung TV. You could watch it live if you were up, but you could like watch reruns or whatever from the app. And I was like obsessed with it. I would watch um, BTS. Sometimes I would watch other um, artists. Well, definitely like GOT7 because they were on there a lot mm-hmm. as well. But anyway, ASC was pretty important for me and like getting to see BTS quite often, as you said, because they were on there. <laughs> they were on there five times as a group. <laughs> but then they had the ASC after show where they were on there another five times with various members, mostly Jimin, RM, JK, or sometimes just RM or just Jimin and RM. So like they were on there a lot. Yeah, I would have to say After School Club was also pivotal in my ARMY experience um, and my short-lived kind of Auguste experience because I wanted to see what Kevin Wu was up to of UKIS and he was one of the long-running hosts. I think he's off the show now. Also, how I like became a fan of Eric Nam, right? Um, and I've been lucky enough to see Eric, I think, twice, did a meet and greet when he was here in Pittsburgh, so that was cool. But, like, yeah, I mean, I was wondering, like, so BTS's performances, or performances, their visits to ASC were all clustered early on in their career. Like, there was, I think, well, I have the full list, so let me look because I was taking notes chronologically and watching them all chronologically. The last time they were on after school club was December 22nd, 2015. So they have not been on there since 2015, but in 2014, let me see. Well, hold on. Okay. They were on there once in 2013. Um, and then 2014, they were on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven times. So seven of their 10 times were in 2014 alone. And that includes um, the after shows as well. So, I mean, you want to talk about reaching an international audience early in your career. You're catching people that are watching it for Kevin, for Eric, for other groups that may be on or people that just watch the show in general so that's like a huge way to to become an international group or was at that time yeah um i did have a comment and i was going to talk about it when we got to the first episode but i think it fits in here now on the first episode they were was it the first i think it was the first appearance um episode 24 when they were promoting no I think they said that BTS was already trending worldwide on for their appearance on After School Club mm-hmm. um, on Twitter. So I was just thinking, like, BTS Impact. <laughs> like, I know we have this, like, I'm not saying it's not. We have this, like, underdog narrative for BTS and that they kind of, like, got it from the mud. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
it came from the trenches. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that beaches didn't have it any harder. Um, I'm I'm fully aware of their like uh, struggles and everything that they went through, but. BTS was huge internationally. Um, and I feel like they have been from debut. Like, International Army have been going hard for BTS. I feel like it took a while for Korea to catch up. Ooh, is that edgy? I don't know. But <laughs> I feel like it took a while for Korea to catch up. Probably because they have so many groups that debut every freaking year that it's hard to, like, keep up with them. So, like, BTS could have just been, like, any other group on the radar. But obviously they became more special through as time went on but just seeing that they were already trending in year one of bts i mean no was literally like months after their debut so bts have like been a big deal (laughs) that's true yeah i don't want to overstate if we're sharing edgy opinions i don't want to overstate the impact of after school club i think it was big but like you said, BTS, like from the first episode, they're literally like, we have so many people tweeting about BTS and it's how Twitter used to look in 2013. So that Which is just in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I think it was their episode 46 of After School Club. And you can find these all on YouTube as well. This is the February 27th, 2014 episode. I'm pretty sure this is the one where the co-host is Hyunbyul, um, the Australian co-host. But he was talking about how, like, because of BTS, it was, like, you know, charting number one on worldwide Twitter, like, this after-school club hashtag, even back in, like, early 2014. So, like, BTS has always been popular. Um, That's what I was talking about on for the NO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he was on that. He was on the NO. Oh, was it the first one? Yeah. I don't want to misspeak. Okay. But, yeah, they've... They've been popular. I was wondering if part of the reason, so BTS, especially in the early days, I don't know if it was because they were from a smaller label, if, you know, there was some bad blood there that we don't fully know, but they had a hard time getting booked on like music shows or had a hard time getting booked on variety shows. And After School Club is kind of like a variety show um, for an international audience. So I was wondering, like, maybe they built this relationship as a way to like like maybe it was mutually beneficial you know what I mean like BTS is popular on Twitter but it's a show geared to an international audience that they could get on because maybe this is too edgy and we can cut this part if you want but like I feel like after school club in the early days was kind of jank like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like it I mean it was it didn't seem I'll, I'll say it this way after school club in the early days did not seem to be the most popular or most like uh professionally done show right like their things will frequently lag their translations were sometimes like missing or iffy you know so I don't know if they like grew together because I was watching the later ones and I was like their graphics increased like exponentially (laughs) yeah that is interesting to think about because they didn't go to after school club directly after no more dream was released like they only went after the second release, you know. Mm-hmm. So, did they have a hard time even getting on After School Club in the beginning? Um, or like you said, was After School Club maybe one of the first <clears throat> shows so, like, that was, chance. yeah, giving BTS a shot? I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about. 
I don't know either way, but that was just something I was contemplating while I was watching. And like Eric was like, yeah, the staff here like love you. So I'm like, okay, do we have like an early army fanboy, fangirl, fan person who was like pushing for BTS to be booked on the show? I think that's also one of the reasons why I enjoyed After School Club. I didn't really feel like, like there wasn't anything weird. Like, um, I can't even remember the name of the show, but maybe I just won't even bring up their names, but those two co-hosts on that one show (laughs) that would say some real nasty stuff to BTS in their face while they were on that show. Maybe that's just like, you know, some Korean humor, like, you know, the relationship they had with each other, but it was making me uncomfortable as a fan watching it. Um, Oh, I just remember the name. I'm not going to say it. But anyway, (laughs) um, I feel like after school club was like a lot more like friendly and welcoming and I don't know. I feel like it promoted them in like uh, a good light as opposed to other shows, um, which I could see why BTS shifted away from doing variety shows and started doing their own stuff. But yeah, I feel like ASC was like a safer space for BTS. So I enjoyed that reason. <clears throat> I don't know if you do you want to do this in order or do you do want to just like comment or whatever because I did not <laughs> I thought I was watching it in order and I was like I feel like one is missing and I was like oh I'm missing the very first one so I watched that last after watching everything else in order um so I don't mind do you want to start from the top yeah let's just go in order okay so it starts with uh episode this the 24th episode of after school club so the show is still pretty new it is september 25th 2013 and bts are promoting no uh this first time they appear on the show so do you want to kick it off with your impressions okay remind me who's the the host because it wasn't kevin it was eric and some other person that i was not aware was it hambiel he was part of if it was the Australian guy, his name is yes. Hanbyol, and he is part of, like, a duo group. LED Apple was his band. Mm. Um, okay. Or he was in this band? Let me see. Anyway, he was in a band called LED Apple. Um, he's been on a couple of TV shows in general, um, and he's done his own music since then he's originally from brisbane australia um yeah that's probably a good enough introduction interesting i was just thinking about how much change asc itself has gone through like you were talking about the graphics but the hosts have changed um if he was like the original host then like you were saying it was kevin from you kiss with eric um then kevin left and then it was jimin like the solo artist jimin yeah wasn't she part of a group called 15 and as yes well? yes yeah um but 15 and got no love and it was sad because she she like made a reference to like how she needed some songs on the show and i was like oh my heart hurts for you because i know that jyp hate <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry oh, no. <laughs> but anyway um but yeah, so Eric's gone as well, and now I believe mm-hmm. I think there's even several like changes in between that, which I didn't keep up with. But now I believe it's Jimin and someone else from Gravity. I'm not entirely sure who it is. 
Um, but yeah, AFC yeah. has gone through like a lot of change, so that is yeah. Cool. They had Jay from Day Six. It looks like Sungmin from Stray Kids, Usang of the Rose, um, Yuri Park, Han Hee Jun. Anyway, tons of people. You can look. They have a full cast timeline on Wikipedia. But yeah, they have changed hosts so many times. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so back to the show itself, or that episode in particular. Um, my first comment was all caps, baby BTS crying emojis. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of was the whole episode was just baby. <laughs> like they were just oh. Oh, oh my god i put literally cheeks in all caps like jimmy's cheeks <laughs> i wanted to cry <laughs> it was the most adorable thing like jk was so it was like, like even watching them grow through asc through like watching their personalities change through asc like jk was so like sh- kind of shy and like quiet on the first episode then like as the episodes go on he's just like loose and free and like winding and grinding on the stage and crazy things (laughs) that old song i was like this episode is so chaotic they are literally vibrating at a high frequency (laughs) (laughs) like it was just so much going on they were so happy to be there like you could just feel that energy that bts was just so happy to just be there and like I guess probably getting to like meet fans and like being on like a variety show or whatever. Like you could just feel that energy from him, from them about how excited they were. I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was like a later one, but Eric Nam was like, RM, are you feeling the love from your international fans? Or I think he said like from your fans in general. And RM was like, not really not yet or something like not in a bad way but just like he couldn't believe it so if this was one of their early chances being on tv and interacting with international fans they probably were super excited yeah um they were also on there saying that they wanted to win rookie of the year award which i'm assuming this wouldn't you say this was filmed this in october September 25th September. yeah almost October so yeah the rookie awards hadn't come up yet or I should say the award shows in general hadn't come up yet so they hadn't won that rookie award but I'm like yeah BTS were freaking like rookie of the year like they really have not uh, they haven't been slept on that bad like <laughs> like they definitely deserve to get way more recognition in their earlier years I will never discredit that but like they did win the rookie of the year award like <laughs> straight out the gate <laughs> which is awesome but, like, it was just cute seeing them say that they wanted to win that for the year. Like, I was just thinking, like, baby BTS had no freaking clue. Like, <laughs> like they had no idea what was coming their way. Not even just the Rookie of the Year award, but just everything that has happened for them over the last nine years. They had no freaking clue what was about to happen. Yeah. It's fun to watch now. I mean, it was fun to watch. Well, I wasn't here in 2013, but it's it was fun to watch it when I was like a baby army, but it's fun to watch it now. Yeah. Um, and just like knowing what we know. Um, my notes for this are pretty sparse. All I could think of was you being like, we fumbled the bag because all these early, like we were talking about this uh, when we were like, our podcast is so like, bts specific or like why weren't we here in 2014 or like 2015 when we could have seen them at kcon or something we were just like joking around with each other but um 
like some of these early army I wrote like Bronwyn asking the real questions what question did Bronwyn ask I did not write that down so go back and watch it but like I don't know there was just people asking like were you oh I think it was like was your family supportive and we all think that like Yugi had the hardest time and like maybe he did right but like Namju said his mom like took his computer and broke his microphone I was like he's exposing his family like I wrote on the timeline, but, like, on international TV, like, they all had a rough time, and, like, Eric Nam was like, oh, like, how are you, like, what's your dorm situation, and they're, like, seven dudes in one room, and the manager has the other room, and I'd be like, sorry, manager, we're spooning, because there's seven guys in this other room, like. Exactly. Can we go back to that question? Because it was <laughs> so awkward, like, especially Namjoon, I don't think he wanted to say that, like, out loud on TV, like, <laughs> why did he do that i mean go back and watch that episode if you don't remember like i fet like he was kind of like he didn't want to say like yeah my mom threw my stuff out like she didn't want me to pursue it but like obviously after a while she went along with it yeah she came around but (laughs) i felt like he was like "Mm, mm, 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 mm." like he didn't want to say that (laughs) it was so awkward you also have to be fine with, uh, like, full-on greasy, greasy bongton, like, <laughs> like, overly flirty bongton. Like, they made some comment about, uh, well, also the hosts, actually. I mean, I guess it was 2013, almost 10 years ago. But I guess Jimin got a nosebleed during rehearsal. They were talking about it, and I guess there's this, like, thought that nosebleeds happen when you're, like turned on or you see someone and they're like oh Jimin practiced too hard but then I think the hosts were like did you see like a member of a girl group backstage or like <laughs> and I'm like bro mm. let me get let me get on the host because I'm not gonna let this slide so there was someone who came and asked a question um I don't remember their name but I remember they were in the U.S. and she was saying like thank you to BTS because I think she said she found BTS in her like first year of high school or something like that sometime in high school and she was getting bullied and BTS like helped her through it. Um, so she was like really thankful to them. And the host, was, like, the host was like, I don't know why you're getting bullied. You're like really pretty. You like, you shouldn't have like gone through that. And I wanted to fight that mother. Who are you? What are you saying right now? <laughs> Why don't you just invalidate someone's experience on national, oh my God, international television? I know. One. Why are you taking away what she's like trying to say to BTS right now? That's not what that's about. Are you also saying that only ugly people should get bullied? Are you saying that attractive people don't get bullied? Like, it was so loaded. It was like, why would you say that? Like, also, ew. if she's a first year in high school, she's probably like 14, 15 years old. This dude is older than me. He's probably in his late 20s, possibly 30s, making that weird comment. Like, ew. That was gross. So yeah. I was like happy to not see him um on the next episode that bts was on like mm, i was not feeling him i have more notes but mindful of the time i think we should get to the next episode Hold um, on. unless you have other things you need to say about this i just need to say one comment this is yeah. the era of suga's auntie hair and i'm here for it 
<laughs> I said that to my friend when we were watching it and got no reaction. And I was like, is it just me? So I'm glad that you also were like looking at that. Exactly. So the next episode is episode 46 of After School Club. This is our first episode in 2014. It was filmed on February 27th, 2014. Um, and the entire episode is basically an ad for DirecTV. Like the hosts are straight up like, are you signing up for DirecTV? Oh, How about you? Are you also getting DirecTV? And one my of God. like, no, I just stream online. <laughs> I mean, this is so awkward. This was my reference that I was making, like, speaking of cable, <laughs> because why were they trying to promote DirecTV so hard? First of all, why are you asking people who probably don't pay their bills, like, they don't probably <laughs> don't pay the cable bills, if they're going to switch to DirecTV? That's really awkward. Also, <laughs> you're assuming that anybody has the ability to just get DirecTV. Like, certain places, wherever you live, you have to have whatever cable is, like, in that area. Like, I can't just switch to DirecTV. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, why are you asking me these questions? (laughs) Also, why is it like, I find it very strange in this country that is supposed to be multicultural and a melting pot. They make you pay for additional channels that are not like in English or primarily in English or like they're like available in other countries. I think that's messed up, but maybe that's another podcast (laughs) no I agree this isn't about that but I agree (laughs) and I also I just don't understand in the case of are you wrong and after school club I'm sure like actual Korean speakers are like the R's are not this hard (laughs) but anyway um like why would you pay for are you wrong and after school club when literally you can just stream it for free like I in addition to being awkward like yeah why yeah I remember I, guess I wanted weird. DirecTV to have, like, access to these channels that I couldn't get. Obviously, I didn't get DirecTV because that was not uh, in my power to do so because I did not work. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I just think it's crazy that they're like, yeah, pay extra for these channels. Weren't you, like, 19 and in school in 2014? <laughs> or, yeah. No, I mean, like, growing up, like, oh, there oh, was, oh. like, specific, like, anime channels. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, what was it? Funimation was on Verizon. And then we had Verizon, and then we didn't have Verizon when we moved, and I was mad. So, like, I'm just talking about in general, like... Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> there's certain channels that you can't, like... You can't get, and obviously me as someone in high school can't be like, Mom, can we switch back to Verizon? she would look at me and be like get a job are you paying the bill yeah exactly (laughs) anyway uh so for this episode they were promoting school love affair um there's lots to talk about in this one i have a lot of notes um the fact that they're just pulling up twitter directly on this like giant touchscreen I'm like, you would have to have mad content filters in 2022 because uh, I know how the hard stands move. And I feel, I mean, you know, I, I read certain hard stand tweets. I'm not taking moral high ground, but I know for a fact that they would be absolutely inundated by like thirst tweets from ARMY in 2022. Yeah. I don't know how you could have that on TV, but uh more relevantly, uh, Jin was one of the MCs. He said it was his first time MCing, so I didn't realize that. Like again, they were still like very young, you know, and early in their career. Um, this is also the episode again, kind of like Greasy Bongton, where they bring out like an Elsa plush and make 
them like push Elsa against a wall or like be a tough guy and give a kiss and like I love Yoongi I want his ring on my finger but what was with Yoongi's wet kiss like what what was that <laughs> and then Hobie's here in 2014 like a true tough guy is tender and I'm just like what is going on in this episode what okay Chaos. first of all <laughs> because if you watch the rest the other ASC episodes they don't do anything like this the rest of the time it's like dance <laughs> battle or it's like quiz what the heck was that Elsa segment <laughs> that was so weird I think it was fan service, but I'm like, I don't feel there was that no- I received. There was service. nothing. There was nothing. I don't. Okay. Gen fans do not get mad at me. Literally. I was scared. I was shaking. Like, why do you, <laughs> it was so aggressive. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was scared. I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> that was not sexy. None of it was sexy, bro. <laughs> I know it's stuck on Yugi, but if he came at me with that, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Underhand. Like, no. I couldn't even look at it because I was like, mm, this is making me so uncomfortable. I want to go home. I feel like they were also uncomfortable, if we're being fair. Like, maybe they did it to, like, be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, to play the game or, like, be involved because they had no choice, basically. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The, the way they were all joking around, I was like, this is so uncomfortable for all parties involved. Exactly. Um, Other com. Okay, this is like, like I said, I got into BTS during Just One Day era, so I was like, this is it. This is my freaking time. Like, mm. Namjoon with like the blonde ice cream hair mm-hmm. and then tay with the orange hair <laughs> orange hair tay literally the entire reason why i even was like into bts i saw that and i was like <gasps> is that though <laughs> <laughs> love of my life um the entire time i was watching this show every single episode namjoon is blonde except for maybe the last two and the whole time i was thinking of you like not you told me in a chat namjoon is a natural blonde and i was like kalea is so right (laughs) he was born with it we were talking about the captions the captions for asc were a struggle but 100 i appreciate that they would like of course, as, as someone that is not Korean, doesn't speak Korean, does not read Korean at this time, like, I do not understand Korean at all at this time. So I appreciate ASC's efforts in trying to, like, live caption the show. But, oh my god, it was like a struggle. Like, I could tell you're, like, not capturing some of their words. And you could tell mm-hmm. there was no effort to, like, go back <laughs> after it aired and, like, try to, like, add additional captions. Like, so ASC was always, like, a struggle for me. Like, yes, I want to see these artists. um, But also, like, I also want to know what they're saying. <laughs> like, and I feel like at that time, Twitter didn't have, like, they do now, like, the live translators where they would, like, mm-hmm. you know, like they do now where they would live tweet. But... Maybe they did. I wasn't on Army Twitter, but those captions were a struggle. Yeah, I had that in my notes for the first episode. Like, you can just tell there's things that they're not translating, like any side comments. There was one where JK said something. This was in one of the after episode, the after school club, after show episodes. Jungkook said something and like the person started typing and then they just deleted it and they never went back <laughs> to fix it. And I was like, I want to know what he said though. Like, go back. But 
you know, Eric Nam starts laughing and I'm like, it was obviously something like funny or good, but you don't want me to know what it was that was said. So exactly. Yeah. Okay, I think I put on this episode, I was like, what was the budget on ASC, honestly? <laughs> because Tay wants a talent show, and the prize was a yogurt and, like, a bread snack. <laughs> <laughs> I think the budget was low. That's, like, kind of what I was saying in the part I think we're going to cut. Like, the budget was very low. It was not, like, super expertly produced in the beginning. Now, they did up their game, because... I think in one of the later episodes, like, probably the last one, they, like, win a pizza, and it was, like, two pizzas or whatever, so I'm, like, maybe there's a little bit more every year, <laughs> but I was, like, what was the budget for ASC? But I also had a question, what do they do with those cakes they would give them? Because every episode, they had, like, these really nice cakes, right? Did they- okay, were those cakes actually edible? I couldn't tell, because I never see anyone eat the cake. They're That's what like, I was well, wondering. It's a beautiful cake, and then they set it to the side, and I'm like, is this just icing over, like, styrofoam? Is it, like, a real actual cake? They just eat it later? Like, I have no idea. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, did the members get to eat the cake? Is it a real cake? Like, what- <laughs> did the budget go to the cakes? Like, like- <laughs> 100%. You blew your entire budget on cake. Exactly. A different meaning to caked up. <laughs> oh my god, you could see the other members watching Tay while he's eating this snack. I feel like they were, like, so hungry. And I was having, like, war flashbacks to Tay on Island, talking about how <laughs> they were, like, starving <laughs> when oh. they were younger. And Namjoon was like, shh! <laughs> like, we're on yeah, air. We talk about Please that. Please stop. That's the guy that said his mom broke his microphone. Like, <laughs> no moral high ground for you. <laughs> but, oh my god. So funny. Yeah. Well, it was one of the, we'll get to it, but it was one of the after show episodes with RM, Jimin, and Jungkook. And RM won the Perfect Oba quiz, which, like, <laughs> I have many comments on the Perfect Oba, but we're not going to go there at this specific juncture. But he wins, and Eric Nam was like, We have a gift for you. He pulls it out, and it's like one container of ramen. <laughs> so in the same vein it's like what's the budget they also give them like gochujang and a few other things to have like from korea when they went abroad but then jimin and jungkook were like we want ramen and they suddenly like pull out two more bowls of ramen like with their face on it and like that's their prize i'm just like like you can't buy shin ramen like please because i'm like i don't even know what the price of ramen is in korea but i swear you could get like 10 packs of ramen for like a dollar <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, okay, maybe I should justify this for any of our international listeners, but, like, ramen in the U.S. is, like, the stereotypical food that you eat when you have no money, because it's so cheap, right? (laughs) So maybe my cultural lens is showing here. Yeah. But I'm like, hmm. (laughs) Also on the budget, which, um, I don't remember which episode this was specifically, but just, like, the general, like, lack of having, like, an interpreter there, like, they're relying on, like, the... the host to interpret for them instead of like having like a little mic in their ear or like an in-ear type thing where someone's mm-hmm. like translating for them because at one point Tay starts like yelling like yo we're on the show like we don't speak English why are you only speaking enough to <laughs> like <laughs> well, all, of translate. After- all of the like after show episodes are exactly that like I love Jimin. Jimin was my OG bias. I love chubby cheek Jimin. I love heavy eyeliner Jimin. I love 
this era Jimin, but like, why were he and Jungkook on the show? <laughs> because like, half the time they're just waiting for Eric or Namjoon to like translate for them. Yeah, it's like you're like leaving the members out that clearly don't speak English fluently or as fluent as Namjoon. So, like, what's the point? Get some actual interpreters on the show. What is the budget? <laughs> Uh, <sighs> or yeah. do the interviewers or the hosts I should say need to just do a better job I don't know what it is but I could feel the awkwardness like as someone who has studied a language the last place I want to be is sitting in a room full of like people that are speaking in a language that like I can understand somewhat but like I can't fully understand it and then like no one is also trying to like <laughs> help me out so i can like understand the conversation and i'm supposed to be included in the conversation as well so you're just like uh okay i'll leave but they can't leave because they're on a tv show so well didn't one of them one of them got up to leave and they were like let him go he was joking i think it was jimin tried to leave in one of the after shows because he was saying eric was being mean to him or something um yeah but yeah there's like a circle of hell that's like when people know you don't speak the language or don't speak it well and they're choosing to speak that language anyway while you're sitting right there like which is like i like if i'm not supposed to be included in the conversation like i don't care but like if i'm supposed to be chatting with you <laughs> what is the point in having me sit here yeah <laughs> like this is probably true of like any international show they come on to this day but exactly I do think like part of ASC is that the hosts are fully bilingual. So that's part of it. It's like in their job description that they translate. And I will say in their defense, I mean, I do love Eric Nam specifically, but like in their defense, like Bonton is loud. Every single episode was so loud and like 10 people are talking at once. Like, how are you going to translate everything? Like that's kind of unrealistic expectations, but if that's the design of the show, maybe they should also to back up the hosts, like get, you know, an in-ear translator, like you're saying. Which is true. Like, no, there's no way they're going to be able to translate anything, but at least translate the actual questions that you're asking. <laughs> like, they were just literally speaking directly to Namjoon in English, and they weren't <laughs> trying to translate to, in Korean. <laughs> like, also, mm, Namjoon's not the only one in the group. Like, the other members could also answer. <laughs> like, try and help them out a little bit, is what I'm saying here. Uh, I don't know if I had any other comments on this one. Um, someone it was like one of the last questions or comments, but someone was like, "BTS reminds me that K-pop is still alive," and I was like, "If you said this in 2022, the fan wars that would break out, the absolute like feral." It was one of the guests, right, like on Zoom or Skype or whatever. Which can we talk about how far technology has come in like eight years? Because some of the connections are in like. 2g maybe like i was like this is a rough time like you can't hear that this is your your like chance to shoot your shot with a bomb ton or like just have a conversation with them and you're like like exactly (laughs) that that would be the worst it was like giving me anxiety because the the host would be like okay um our segment's about to end we need you to ask this question like really fast we only have like five seconds what do you want to ask bts what if my (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> what if my like <laughs> my Wi-Fi <laughs> stopped working? <laughs> I yeah. would cry. No way. Oh my god. The glitching 
Like they would be talking, but they would be frozen. Like it was so much going on with that. And like hats off to the host because like some people are doing the most insane stuff on Zoom or you can't hear them or it's just like super glitchy and they have to be like, you're amazing. Or like, I'm so sorry. Like I would not have the like people skills to be like, anyway, next caller. Exactly. But yeah. I want to know how they screened them. Did they screen them for that? They had to have like, is there anyone listening to this? That has been on ASC. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. If you listen to Girls with Fun and you were on ASC, like, we will have you as a guest on the show in two seconds. Like, <laughs> I want to hear about your experience. I'm about to tweet it out and ask because this is so, like, this is such an interesting thing to me because I don't, I didn't understand how it worked. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I tried to apply at some point. Um, I definitely tried to like win an album. I'm sure that didn't that didn't work. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm certain that that did not work because I did not receive a side <laughs> album from BTS. Um, but yeah, I want to know how that worked. Like, did they screen them for the questions? Like, how? What was that process like? I don't know though because the gift that they're raffling off in every single after show is like a hangout free pass. So I don't know. Like, are they evaluating people? And this gets you past the evaluation. Is there a wait list for popular groups like? Bangtan, for example, I remember watching some shows when I was in my full on like ASC period where there would be like three people on the call for like a super rookie group. And it was kind of awkward in a completely different way, right? Because like you have so much time to talk to them or, you know, they're like, say hi to your fans. And there's like three people on in the background. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how they evaluate them because I assume if you can pick and choose like how you use your free hangout pass that they're going to be like no you're weird you can't (laughs) how how would they do that (laughs) I don't know exactly I'm so curious about it but just about like the chats overall like a lot of them were like really awkward but also I cannot hate or maybe I am bitter like you got to speak to BTS, especially in their like early years. That is just like an awesome yeah. experience to be able to say that you did that. All of my notes actually are like, okay, so in the very next episode I was gonna mention, which I'll just say it now, like Namjoon called this one listener Aisha pretty to her face. Um, there's one where Yungi was like, Kathleen, I love you. Like that's the fan service, not the weird like Elsa kiss, but to like you ask j-hope to do like part of the choreo and he does the choreo and shoots you a heart like that is the bag being fumbled like that is what we missed <laughs> exactly i'm like let me have a word with ken mountain because he was doing a little too much furting on that show like <laughs> <sighs> on the couch <laughs> the way i kept like screaming and curling up into a ball it was one of the last <laughs> after shows that i watched before we hopped on the track he was calling everyone baby in that deep voice and he was like thank you baby and i'm like i am not equipped for this like you all know the f word i just started to shout but like i i'm like hot just talking about it like i need to get my little bt21 exactly i'm like sweating this is Ugh. a total side note but i've realized how bitter i am you seen that trend on tiktok where people are like boys in high school didn't look at me but my idol did and i'm like i can't stand y'all why are y'all having more fun than me i hate this (laughs) i hate it here exactly yeah why are y'all living my dream leave me alone (laughs) 
there's so many people that are like i i definitely did this on a prior episode i'm like you and i made eye contact but like did we or was he looking in my general direction like all the tiktoks i've seen are like hardcore he is staring at you like unambiguously no, <laughs> i did but... see a joke one that used that audio but they were like up in the 400 section <laughs> so it cuts to that at the end and it's like jungkook waving to the upper levels or something yeah so no i had to laugh I definitely was being nasty and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he probably wasn't looking directly at you. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, you have me beat. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta get off. I gotta get off of here. Like, I cannot be this nasty. I cannot have this negative energy. I cannot be this jealous. <laughs> Is this our edgiest episode in a while? Like, we are out here exposing ourselves. <laughs> <sighs> but look the good thing is that I would never get online and bully you like i'm not gonna get online and like harass you and say my nasty thoughts i'll keep my nasty thoughts to myself <laughs> but anyway oh my yeah namjoon was flirting so hard speaking of army and going back to those chats I also was curious how they were like fielding the questions or how mm-hmm. they were <clears throat> picking these people because I felt like progressively it started getting to like get way more like Machne line focused. Mm-hmm. Like they would ask a question that might have been like general towards BTS, but then it would be like, Jim and Opa, can you? And I was like, okay, Jim is not the only person in BTS. Like, <laughs> this is getting on my nerves. Like, can you please like. <laughs> It was just getting annoying after a certain point. It was like, okay, I want Jimin to get a lot of love, but, like, there's also six other people on this stage. Like, I don't know. It was kind of bothering me. It's funny that you mentioned that, because I think this was a much later episode. Uh, Which one was it? Anyway, I don't know which episode it was. Um, but it was a later one, and all these people were on YouTube commenting how Namjoon was talking to this one army, and, like, she, like, shouted over him, like, JK, oh, I love you! And, like, Namjoon's face, and he was just, like, completely cut off, and, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's it, funny you mentioned that. As much as I love, like, <clears throat> soap, I feel like I'm, I would not want to be in front of bts and be like you two are my favorite and then just like not acknowledge their other (laughs) the other people in the room that are also in the group like (laughs) like have your biases but please like it was just making me uncomfortable something wrong with you having your bias but it was just kind of like after a few people it was getting weird Um, so in the episode 56, the April 2nd, 2014, it's an after show. It's RM and Jimin. Um, Jimin was so nervous. You can tell for all the reasons we like just discussed. Um, they were talking about members were sleeping habits. And I think that was the first time we heard the fruit fly story where like the dorm is smelly and Namjoon wakes up in the middle of the night and JK is just vacuuming fruit flies because they were saying that he like just did that. So we have a rough approximate date for any army sleuths out there that may be wondering. Um, this is where they straight up, I think it was Namjoon called someone pretty to, to her face, uh, which like you're living the best life. Um, 
they're teasing Namjoon and saying his sunglasses look like Robocop and Namjoon just like completely swerves that question so I don't know if he was like yeah whatever F you or like didn't I don't know I don't know what's going on there um episode 63 is from may 6 2014 it's right after the Sewol ferry disaster um and namjoon was on the show two days back to back so it's episode 63 and 64 may 6 and 7 and the entire um the entire episodes like both of them are very subdued and the theme in the same way there was a clear theme for like sign up for direct tv for this one it was like a how can k-pop comfort you in hard times and like i don't know who's writing the show but some of the questions were like they straight up asked this one woman in college they were like what's the hardest time you've been through and i'm like is she gonna spill maybe this is like my virgo energy or like my introvert energy i have no idea but i'm like is she gonna spill like her most traumatic experiences on like the air internationally via like a really crappy audio call. I mean, not the call itself, but just like the quality. Like I just felt like very put on the spot, like watching that episode and some of the questions they were asking. And she kept being like, pardon, sorry, like what? (laughs) And they kept asking her. And I was, I was like, no, like take a hint. Like Jay Morella, if you're listening to this in 2022, I'm so sorry they did that to you. What if they said something like incredibly sad? What, what are they going to say back? What are they gonna? Yeah. Resp- how are they gonna respond to that? <laughs> like, but they played the just one day video, and I thought of you for that. Um, Namjoon um, was so soft and dimply. They actually called out his like uh, gelled up hair, but he was like, it was like just a whole softer look, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm not well. Um, Namjoon said he wanted to collaborate with Yuna, so I'm happy that happened for him. Like again, things you hear, oh, and then it's the like a throwback. Cute. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. So that was so cute. Um, they commented on sunglasses again the next day. Like, get off his sunglasses. <laughs> They were saying how, like, they weren't looking at the right camera. They were talking about their debut stages, and that was really cute. And Namjoon was saying, like, the hardest part of his debut stage was, like, sweating because they just kept recording um, over and over and over again. And Kevin was like, that's so lucky our first stage was live, blah, blah, blah. I kept looking at the wrong camera. Eric said the same thing. But Namjoon was like, I just had my sunglasses so no one could tell where I was looking. (laughs) So maybe that was his clapback about, like, leave me alone about the sunglasses. Um, Namjoon shouted out Epic High. Um, Fly is the song that he listened to. Uh, um, there were so many people who said that their moms got them into BTS. It was like two or three people over these two episodes or that they listened to BTS with their mom. And I was like, moms for Bongtan? Like, what is this? This is amazing. And this is 2014. So moms have taste, right? <laughs> um, one person, Hannah Bruce from Canada was like, K-pop is a lifestyle. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> so it was just funny to hear, hear them talk about it. Um, 
and I guess finally for this, someone named Michelle Ortiz was like, CN Blue was the first K-pop song that I heard. And it's so obvious when the hosts have no clue what song someone's talking about. Because if they know it, they'll be like, oh, I love like XYZ part. And on this one, they were just like, mm-hmm, yeah, great song. <laughs> and I was like, you do not know what's going on. <laughs> like, you have no idea. And you're not fooling me. Dang. Um, okay. Um, episode 68 is Jim and JK and RM, May 21st, 2014. It's an after show. Kevin is not there. Namjoon makes up an on-the-fly rap where he he's like, Eric, do you know the letters of ASC? And he's like, after school club. And Namjoon says, a sweet cocoon for K-pop. And I'm like, this guy's just going crazy. And then he's like, you could be in the club, baby. And I'm like, stop. Who taught you this word? Like, you were a menace. Like Again, jail. <laughs> <laughs> immediate jail but Bongtan was acting especially insane um I I wrote acting insane in my notes um Jimin's like mad at Eric because Eric's like being nice to JK and Jungkook's like Jungkook starts singing Miss Right uh but they're arguing over visuals Jimin's like Eric why are you being mean to me it was just like my notes say so effing loud. And I'm like, is Eric babysitting them or are they co-hosts? Like, the manager's like, I need you out of the house for, like, a couple hours. Go be on after school club because I'm tired. Um, this is the episode where they imitate Bong PD dancing. That iconic scene where they just, like, throw that ass in a circle. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Namjoon says, like, when Bong PD's, like, feeling good. And I'm like, is that a euphemism for like when Bong PD is drunk? Because this yes. is so <laughs> like, yes. what is going on? Because <laughs> um, it's Jungkook and JK just like dancing, um, and Namjoon's like imitating Bong PD. And I'm like, how did they now get fired? Like, I know they're debuted, but they're still kind of rookies at this point. It's early 2014. Like, were there any repercussions for Namjoon being like, Ayo, Hitman Bang presents the second audition? <laughs> like, the way these guys troll him, like, no respect. Exactly. Jimin was, like, smoking this best Opa quiz. And I'm like, this is where this, like, Opa thing gets started. Um, moms love BTS. Everyone acting unhinged. Namjoon calling everyone baby. I'm not built for this. Red hair JK. Namjoon the natural blonde. These are my, like, stream of consciousness notes. Um, <laughs> someone straight up asked him, like, kudos to them. But someone was like, are you and Zico still friends? <laughs> like, I knew you knew each other back in the day. Like, I don't know. Maybe I am more, like, reserved than I realized. But if someone's like, what's your relationship with XYZ person? I'd be like, that's, like, not <laughs> your business, you know? Exactly. But he was like, yeah, he's, like, two years older than me. We talk sometimes about music, but, like, not all the time. So, like, again, intrigued at, like, Namjoon's absolute honesty on the track, saying, like, we don't talk anymore that much. <laughs> um, telling Jimin he's sexy to his face. Like, again, we, we fumbled the bag. Like, all these people being like, I love you. <laughs> uh, I wrote, why is ASC always struggling? This was about the captions. Um... Okay, anyway, keeping it moving. Episode 70 is Jim and JK and RM Part 2. It's a week later on May 28th, 2014. Eric is a contestant to be the eighth member of BTS, so I hope he knows what an honor that is because Yoongi and team are always like, no, we're seven. So to even be <laughs> fake auditioned as a 
eighth member is like more than most people will get in their lifetime. Um, um, JK is in his IU fanboy phase. Jimin shouts out Trey songs and like they don't know how to translate that. <laughs> they're just like they start typing and they're like delete, 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 <laughs> and never readdress because they're asking them like who they listen to. And I'm like, anyway, this is the wild episode where I thought Jimin said this, but it turns out Eric Nam said this, where they're like, what does Nam June like on a girl? Jimin's answer is short skirt. And uh, Nam June says, no, that's wrong. And then Eric Nam says, you prefer no skirt. And then he was like, because he prefers pants like he's trying to like backpedal to hell like because he's about to get like censored to on international tv but yeah so they do this whole like how well do you know ratmon quiz um and i was like this is the no bottoms thing and they're like first thing namju notices in a girl and jimin writes body and jk writes legs and he's like i notice a warm heart and then jimin's like why are you lying and Namjoon's like yeah i notice body and i'm like Aren't you like, I don't know. It's Namjoon in his greasy phase. Like on the one hand, we're like big brain energy, but then he's out here like blatantly thirsting on the track. I don't think that greasy phase ever went away. He's still greasy. He just hides it more. Remember I was like, was I texting you guys? And I was like, does he know what he's doing? Is he doing it on purpose when he does certain things or like is it like supposed to be like an innocent thing like oh he doesn't know or is he like trying to act innocent like, like, i think namju knows what he's doing <laughs> he's just a little more low-key about being greasy than jim and yeah maybe maybe they turned down the dial on the grease but it's not actually gone i don't think it's ever gone. i mean baby who are you calling baby yeah <laughs> welcome home cheater exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> I must not cough a single time before Hobie Palooza um, yeah um, so the next question after that is who did like Namjoon take special care of and Jimin writes Jimin and JK writes V and V wins so I don't know why Namjoon is swerving on Jimin <laughs> while he's sitting right there but he is weren't Someone- they in the same room together uh, yeah, at this time, I think you're right. They're like, when is Ratmon the most sensitive? And they're like, right before he goes to sleep, they have the same answer. So, like, do not talk to that man when he's tired. Um, okay, so an army asked this question, and this is kind of what I was hinting at before, but they said, other than a white tee, blue jeans, and Converse high, which, like, this is 2014, his taste is remarkably consistent. But they're like, other than a white tee, blue jeans, and Converse high on a girl, like, what fashion do you like? Um, and this is where Jimin says a short skirt. JK says innocent but sexy. And Namjoon says that JK wins. And this is when Jimin's like, why are you lying? And then Eric Nam makes that, like, off the cuff <laughs> comment. Why and I'm are you like, always lying? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> the final question on the like uh like namjoon quiz is something namjoon can't survive without jimin again says jimin he's just trying to get this validation (laughs) and jk says handphone and namjoon again chooses handphone (laughs) like if a 
wins, Jim and her cell phone. Cell phone wins. <laughs> cell phone wins. Like <laughs> that was my like announcer voice. Um. So Jay. So Jimin has to do a penalty, and the penalty he says is to admit his true height, and the manager gets worried. I think J.K. kicked off his shoes because like. Namjoon and JK are standing on either side of him. JK pushes down on his shoulder and he instantly drops like two inches. And like, he's like, I'm going to admit my true height. And like, you see them look off camera and he's like, just kidding. <laughs> and, and Eric Nam's like, yeah, Jimin is six, seven. He's 200 centimeters. Like they're again trying to backpedal. So I don't know. Like, I just need to have a word with the manager. Like, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> And then this is where they do the perfect OPA quiz part two, and they talk about uh, the visuals of the group, and I want to fight, as I already said. They start doing a shouting game. I have no idea what it was. Um, Erica from Sweden. Shout out to Erica from Sweden. She asks Namjoon, why are your ankles always showing? Is this intentional? (laughs) Like, I guess because his pants are, like, I don't know what you call them, like, high water. High water. It's, like, above his ankle. (laughs) So he stands up and starts showing off his ankles, and I'm, like, we always talk about, like, Yoongi and, like, being Victorian men, but, like, point blank to his face, someone asked Namjoon about his ankles, and he says they're a masterpiece of art. And he's, like, showing off his ankles. And I'm, like, what is going on? Like, what am I watching? (laughs) She was just like, <laughs> she's just like, why are your ankles always showing? Is it intentional? <laughs> but again, like fumbling the bag, the fact that in 2014, you could ask Namjoon why his ankles are out. Um, yeah, someone asked Namjoon, uh, Namjoon, someone asked Jungkook about his pressures or burdens of being a golden maknae, and he says he feels pressure, um, because it's a big title, but he'll, he's a workaholic to live up to it, and he's, like, smirking at Jimin as this happens, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, they're getting their butts whooped later, <laughs> like, JK has to reassert himself somehow. Uh, we can cut this, because I'll sound fake, but someone said that Kill was one of their top three tracks, and Namjoon said that's one of that was their favorite track, and he said it's one of his top three, but he was really impressed, because it was a hidden track. Like, what song is that? Is it Pass? Road Pass? Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, okay. I'll have to listen to this after. Yeah, it definitely is. The, the Hangul is Gil. Yeah, that makes sense. But where is it? it- it's from 2013, June 12th. Appears as the ninth track on the physical version of their debut single, Too Cool for School. Oh, okay. And that is the deepest of deep cuts. Yeah. Wow. Well, Namjoon was impressed, so you want to know how to impress Namjoon? Tell him that you like that track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <coughs> basically, <coughs> the entire episode, they're roasting Namjoon about his purity how pure he is after saying you know (laughs) jimin's answer is body and jungkook's answer is legs like do not tell me how pure-minded this man is and all the comments were like roasting him 
on the video being like, uh, we know his solo work. <laughs> We've heard his other songs. Like, do not tell me this man is pure. So that was funny. Read YouTube comments for a good laugh. I've been talking way too much. The next episode is episode 95, August 26, 2014. We're back to full group tracks. Yoongi's hair is super short. There's a lot of kneecaps out. They are promoting Dark and Wild. Tell me your thoughts on this. Well, first I was like, where did Kevin go? Why did Kevin leave the show? <laughs> Do you know? I don't know. I know that Yukis was doing comebacks for a bit. Mm. Um, but Kevin eventually left the group and he has like his own schedules. I think he's like fairly popular in Japan because he seems to be in Japan all the time. Interesting. Anyway. Um, I believe this is for this because as I as I said, I did not like mark these notes. It's just a stream of consciousness. So I believe this is for this episode, but I was like, bring back BTS dancing and girl group songs. They would do that so often. They would do it like on every variety show and they would absolutely like slay it. I don't know if there's some category where like people have ranked like boy uh group members doing girl group <laughs> dances and they have them like ranked jk's gotta be up there like <laughs> top three or something because like <laughs> he's always eating it up and he knows like every single choreography too like ask him he's gonna do it um, and one of the after shows someone asked him to and he just like got up and did it and i'm like now how did he know they were gonna ask for this <laughs> i don't think he like <laughs> I don't think he's like, oh, they might ask for this song. I think he genuinely is like, let me watch this. And then he just remembers it. Like every single girl group song. <laughs> Remember when Yungi said, we as a fandom don't write JK weird enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, there was a moment where Jimin, not BTS Jimin, but Jimin the host, was like stuttering she was getting ready to introduce j-hope's name and i was like same that's also me i don't know if she was stuttering because she couldn't remember j-hope's name because it was like their first time like meeting yeah or if she truly was just mesmerized by j-hope danger era j-hope specifically because i was like girl same eric nam kept roasting her for that and she ends up like hitting him with her like <laughs> like cue cards or whatever exactly j-hope <laughs> um i was like they were truly booked and busy but still had time for asc every time they would come back they'd be like yeah we just got back from tour <laughs> but they were there for asc i'm like that's crazy namjoon literally in this episode says that he sees eric nam more than he sees his real mom because they had just seen each other at like k-con yes. and like had been on tour or like whatever so yeah yes. super busy i was like i think i wrote this somewhere i don't remember where but I'm like, it is kind of sad that he can make that comment. I, I'm I'm hoping that they get to see their family now. If they want to, I'm assuming they would. But I'm hoping they get to see their family now more with this whatever they're on. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Because that's kind of hard to hear. Like, I see you who's like a colleague, not even a co-worker. <laughs> yeah. More than I see my own parents that's just sad <laughs> that is so sad i wonder if his mom ever called him and was like you have to stop exposing me on the track <laughs> you have to stop talking about me <laughs> keep my name out of your mouth <laughs> oh my god uh... this is when eric said that they had been on asc more than anyone else and this isn't even all the episodes 
so far and away on ASC more than anyone else. Yes. I think at the end of the year, so I'm assuming after this episode, Eric gives Namjoon an award for like posting on ASC because he was on there so many times and he like <laughs> video calls him in or whatever and gives him this award and it was like a three minute video, but it was super cute. Um, I only had one more thing and it was that ARMY are so talented. Like, even though sometimes the questions were kind of cringe, but <laughs> seeing ARMY call in and like do their little talent show thing was like really cool. Um, or I don't know, they would like do, they would like dance or they also had like that segment where they would like show artwork. And you could like see the evolution of like Army getting better at drawing. That sounds horrible, but just like from like the very first episode of No, you could just see like the styles change where it becomes like I don't know. Army art was like absolutely superb by the time you get to mm-hmm. run. So it was just cool seeing not only BTS evolve but also Army evolve as well. <laughs> My notes again say we fumbled the bag. They sang, sang just one day live on request. Eric and Jin did a dance battle. This is where J-Hope and Jimin do the iconic touch my body dance. Um, That's been made a gift so many times. Suga says I love you to someone and they all sing happy birthday to someone else. And I'm like to be a 2014 army <laughs> on after school club. Exactly. My notes also say, so they're promoting Dark and Wild, so they're all dressed in black, like big chains, you know, whatever. They're all dressed kind of goth, and Eric looks like a boat dad. He has, like, boating shoes on with, like, lime green soles. And I was just like, this is not what you're supposed to be looking at, but, like, my eyes were just, like, aesthetic. Like, when you say you're going to brunch and everyone's dressed up, but one friend is, like, super casual. It's me. I'm the casual friend, but I was just staring at Eric, like... Why do you look like you were just golfing? <laughs> <laughs> we could, maybe we can cut this. I don't want to sound like a hater, but I was laughing at Yoongi's chain. It was so big. It was like comical. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that too. Yeah. I, I was like, is that the $3 chain? It's not. It's but... not, but it's like, it's a, another version of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't laugh at his jewelry now. Now his jewelry is laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um the next episode was on it was episode 158, May 15th, 2015. Um, and the intro video, I thought this was interesting because we always talk about like old Bongtan, new Bongtan, the Bongtan evolution. Um in the intro video, like, cause normally on After School Club, they'll like have them come on the stage and then they do like a little music montage. They said, word for word, quote, moving away from tense, intense image, now more tender hearted. And like, this is the hardcore shorts era. They are all wearing shorts, uh, thigh central up in here, and they all have flower crowns. Yes. Yeah. I think they're promoting I Need You, right? Yes, they're promoting I Need You. And I was like, oh my god, the freaking flower crowns. This is like Tumblr field day. 100%. The flower crown era, the chokehold. I had <laughs> <laughs> Absolute chokehold. To this day, I have a Namjoon flower crown sweatshirt. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um... I didn't put too many. Is this the episode? Oh, I can't remember. Well, yes, that. I'm like, where do my notes end and where do they begin? <laughs> okay, no, I think this is for the. Yeah, no, this is for the next episode, so I won't talk about it. I didn't take too many notes on this one. I was like. Sugar not knowing the fan chat on purpose or clowning us. But I was like, actually, they all don't know the fan chats. <laughs> they were making them uh, chant like ARMY to their own songs. And I think they were scoring them. But like the fan chants were just not there. So I was like, now I feel more comfortable. Like <laughs> if I go to a concert, and I don't know the fan chant. BTS also don't know the fan chant. <laughs> but yeah. It yeah. It's pretty funny. This was like, I was not a baby army until 2016, as we've discussed a million and one times, but this and the next episode were like some of my jumping off points, right? Because this was when I was starting to like watch after school club to see what Kevin Wu was up to, which I don't even know if he was on these, you know, but just watching ASC. Yeah. Um, I think this is Jimin actually, Jimin of 15 and, um, cause the first time she was just so overwhelmed, like you said. And I think the second time she was like a little more prepared to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame her to be fair? Um, I didn't have a lot of notes on this. This is where I was like starting to like run out of time cause I'd just been watching everything um but yeah this the flower crowns live in my head rent free um this is where they had a nine month gap so they were only on after school club twice in 2015 and their final performance was episode 191 it was a christmas special um very chaotic december 22nd 2015 i don't know if you want to jump into your notes from that one all caps pink mon mint sugar and orange jimin in one shot <laughs> <laughs> exactly again my baby army reference material from like five months prior oh what an era <laughs> what an era <sighs> running her was so good listen anyway um yeah and namjoon opens it up and he's like hey what do you did he say his name was pink monster or whatever he addressed himself in some format related to the color and he was like and i like pink and i'm like thank you because there was a period where he was like, I'll never wear pink again. And then here comes Butter Namjoon in pink anyway. So <laughs> we already lived through this. We had the funeral. It was a moment. Um, I was like, Hobie, trans pride. Like he had on this jacket that <laughs> had like the trans pride color with the flag. And I was like, I don't know if this is intentional, but I was like, yeah, happy pride, even though it's not June anymore. <laughs> so I was still like, happy pride. Um, Ooh, this one is edgy. I was like, do you think Namjoon gets tired of translating all the time? <laughs> I'm just wondering in general, does he like get tired of having to be like the translator? Is it just taxing having to think in another language that like- And like switching between them so quick. 
exactly and i know sometimes he's made comments about how like if he doesn't use english for a while it's kind of like hard for him to like pick it back up again and get like comfortable with it again so i'm like were there gaps in between where he's like not using it as much and then you get on asc and it's just like english overload (laughs) like does he get tired of translating sometimes i don't know It was a different episode. I think it was two episodes prior, but I put in my notes, like, Namjoon, like, smacked V in the leg. I don't know if he knew the camera was on him, but I think he was trying to get him to, like, talk. Because, um, like, mm-hmm. Shuga started talking, and then, like, he was like, anyway, V. So I'm pretty sure Namjoon's tired of it. <laughs> exactly. On the one hand, though, like, you're the leader and the English speaker. It kind of comes with the territory. But, yeah. like, there are seven of you, so, like... <laughs> yeah. Is this the one where JK is, like, mad dissociating? <laughs> I feel like so many JK memes came out of this episode. Doesn't he do that often? <laughs> I mean, he does, but it specifically is a strong core memory that I have. I don't recall. Episode. I don't recall. <laughs> I just remember them eating pizza, and every time the camera would try and, like pan over to v he's like chewing and realizes that he's on camera and he tries to stop but it's like no we saw eating <laughs> he was going hard on that pizza <laughs> my guy was hungry again this is the full-blown like exactly feed them bonton famine era that little quiz thing was weird that they did <clears throat> where they were trying to get them to like put um little trinkets in their I am blanking on the terminology. The freaking sock you hang up over your mantle. Oh, the, st- <laughs> the stocking. The stocking. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what in the world is she talking about? Why did that not come to my mind? I know English. Anyway, it's the me stocking. The <laughs> they were doing a quiz to get prizes to put into the stocking to give to fans, but yeah. like. They were like, okay, you got five seconds, answer the question. <laughs> and then they would <laughs> they wouldn't even let every single member answer the question. So like at one point, Hobie was like, This question was about me, but she wouldn't even let me answer it. <laughs> or he was like, I don't have anything in my stocking. Like, come on. <laughs> so I just felt bad. Like, why wouldn't they let every member answer every question? It was very strange. Um uh, Even if you got an empty stocking from Hobie though, would you be mad? like Hobie's giving you the stocking does it matter if there's like whatever small trinket in it well I guess if I saw him on the show with it but like <laughs> if I just got a stocking in the mail and they were like <laughs> this is from J-Hope I'd be like how do I verify this <laughs> seems fake but okay yeah like I don't know like is it signed like how do I verify that I got this stocking from j <laughs> but anyway um yeah there was also another random dance play i think and like tay has this like santa hat on and it completely falls onto his face but it does not stop yes. him from <laughs> choreography and i was like dance king go he is prepared. <laughs> he's go prepared off. for anything it was so cute I remember that. I was going to say, I didn't finish watching this one, but I was about, like, recently, obviously I watched it in the past, but I was like, someone's hat was completely falling off. It was Tay, so I'm glad you brought that up. 
Jimin was also talking about how Nevermind was his favorite. And I was like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of his tattoo. Uh huh. Things we now know in 2022. <laughs> exactly. When did that man get his tattoo? Was it 2017, 2018? He's had it for a while now. I thought it was kind of around that time. Maybe he was giving us a hint. That's Maybe what I was asking. Around wings or sometime around. <clears throat> um, I need you. I'm not sure. I was just Googling when did Jimin get his Nevermind tattoo, but it's 2014 comes up, but that's the Mama performance, so. Because this was the big controversy, and everybody was like, it's not real. They were like, it moves. Yes, because it's on his rib cage and skin moves. Like, it- <laughs> It was the way that man bends, his skin is also gonna move. Like, please. (laughs) It was so annoying. That was definitely the first tattoo, right? Yeah. I feel like that was the biggest scandal. So it could have been around this time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll Google this later, but Yeah. To be determined. Uh I didn't have any more comments after that. That was it. Definitely recommend going back and watching them, even if you've seen them before. There was so much that I had forgotten or, like, little details that I missed or things I understood watching it again. Just having, like, more years of ARMY fandom under my belt. And I'm sure if I watched them again, there would be even more things that I caught, given, again, the translations and, like, the chaos. Yeah. But it was super fun to prepare for this episode. There's so much BTS content, lest we forget, like... I was talking with my friend and I was like, why did they stop going on after school club? Like, yes, they got busier and busier and like they blew up in 2016, even more than they were already successful. Right. Yeah. But that's, this is also around when they started doing run BTS. It also started in 2015. So they could have like transitioned to their own variety show type of situation. Exactly. Yeah. I enjoyed preparing for this show. Um, it was definitely a flashback. There are some other shows, sim- or I should say topics similar to this on our list that I would love to do, but looking at some of them, I'm like, that is so much content to prepare for. <laughs> that is yeah. so much. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get to all of it, but anyway, this one was fun. <laughs> Even this one was like cutting it close for me. At like the last two, I did not give the same level of detail. So I may have to revisit this at some point or tweet about it or something. But yeah, we've had so many plans, but I like we also have to work and like work <laughs> out and like do other things. So <laughs> it can exactly. be tough, but these are always worth it when we do it. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on the two hour mark. Uh, any final thoughts, words, things you want to say? Go check out ASC on YouTube. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Any chaotic scenes we did not touch on. Exactly. Oh my god, Jack in the Box tomorrow! I'm gonna act like it's tomorrow, even though when we're recording this, it's not tomorrow. But it's tomorrow when you're hearing it, so Jack in the Box tomorrow! But yeah. Uh, That's it. I guess, yeah. Or do you have anything? Nope. We will see you next time. Yep. Bye. New Hobie album. Bye.